Music with a message on KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan, your host, and it's so good to be with you today. And it's time now for our moment in scripture with Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Thanks for having me with you. Now, our reading for the week, 1 Kings 9 through 18, we start off our reading when Solomon finished building the temple and the royal palace, the Lord appears to Solomon. We also read about the Queen of Sheba visits Solomon, that's uh, in verse 10. And then also in our readings, Solomon's wives, it seemed that he had many of those, and (laughs) it looks like... Yeah, and they were from all nations, but they were from some of the nations in which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry. So that might be something you might want to touch on there. We also read Israel rebels against Rehoboam. We read about that. And then a man of God comes from Judah as we continue our reading. What's on your mind to highlight this week? Let's talk about what you brought up, Gary, that you said we might want to cover because I think it's a good idea. Um, Solomon's many wives. Um, We read that Solomon had, get this, he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. So these uh, concubine, uh, not technically a a wife by marriage, perhaps in the same way, uh, but still uh, pretty sure that Solomon would be sharing a bed with them as well. Uh, so as you pointed out, these are spouses that are married uh, mainly because of political alliances to have these um, this, this common marriage so that Israel could be aligned with other nations. Uh, but as you also pointed out, these are also some of the same nations that God warned against. Uh, do not intermarry with them because they follow after other gods. They worship false gods. And what ends up happening here is that Solomon's wives lead him astray. Uh, Chapter 11, verse 4, it says, For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. So bad news for Solomon. And it's really a sad verse here in the Old Testament scriptures where we read that. Uh, So I think it's a warning for us, too. Uh, Here's Solomon. Here is the the wisest man ever to live, the God that man even, uh, the the man that God even blessed with wisdom. And here even him, even Solomon has a downfall and he follows after other gods and it's through these wives. So I think one thing we learn here is uh, be on our guard uh, against unbelief. Uh, Be in the scriptures. Uh, remember our baptism, come to worship in the Lord's Supper, don't chase after other gods, Uh, take heed lest we fall (laughs) away from the Lord. So I think there's a warning for us there most definitely when we look at Solomon's life. I think the other thing to to learn from this too is sometimes people read the Old Testament in particular and they say, well, you know, these guys had uh, multiple wives, why can't I do that? (laughs) You know, you read about Solomon's kind of the one who um, really kind of takes the cake here with his thousand women. But there's others, too, that have multiple wives. Even some of these patriarchs that we read about, like Abraham and others, what's the deal? And, and I would just say that uh, this is a description, an honest description of uh, multiple wives of polygamy here. But this is not a prescription for what we should do. So it's it's descriptive. OK, the Bible's being honest about what happened. 
but it's not prescriptive saying, well, we should have a thousand wives too. Because what ends up happening is when we look at all of those examples of, of multiple spouses, really without exception, there's trouble because of that. There's strife within the family. There are favorites that are chosen among the spouses and among the children. And perhaps worse of all then, in Solomon's case, he's even led away from the Lord because of those multiple wives. So if you're looking for an example of marriage, don't look to Solomon, all right? Look, look to Adam and Eve. Look to that couple before there's even sin in the world, that one man, one woman, created to be together, ideally, uh, for life. I think a lot to be learned there from Solomon, and and a lot of what we learn from Solomon, unfortunately, in this chapter is what not to do. (laughs) The other thing I guess we could look at is that other guy named Rehoboam. Um, This is kind of a pivotal chapter here, chapter 11 uh, of 1 Kings, because before this, there's this one Israel, all right? So they had the judges, then they had King Saul, King David, then King Solomon, But after that, the kingdom becomes divided. And so that begins here with Rehoboam, all right? So he is uh, Solomon's son, and he's beginning to reign, and he's a younger guy, and he's trying to figure things out. He goes uh, to the advisors for help, and the, the older advisors say, well, show kindness to the people here, and then they'll, they'll be faithful, and they'll even be faithful to you. And then he goes to the younger guys, and they say, oh, forget that. Uh, treat them cruelly. Show them who's boss, Rehoboam. This is your chance. And who does Rehoboam listen to, the, the wise older advisors or the young buddies? Well, he listens to his buddies. <laughs> he listens to the young right. guys, and it's, it's nothing but trouble. It's a problem. Um, and so we read there in chapter 12, uh, verse 14 and following, his answer to the people is, uh, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. Uh, so the king did not listen to the people, for it was a turn of affairs brought about by the Lord, that he might fulfill his word, which he had spoken by Ahijah the Shilonite uh, to Jeroboam the son of Nabat. So what happens there then is people say, all right, dear Rehoboam, forget you. Um, we will, we're going to go away. And what ends up happening is uh, the tribe of Judah is left in the south, and that is ruled by Rehoboam. Uh, the rest of the tribes, 10 tribes at least, they go to the north. They form the kingdom of Israel, and they're ruled by Jeroboam. So we got Rehoboam in the south, Jeroboam in the north. And the reason that's so important is this is the way it's going to be for centuries. So as we read on uh, next week and in the weeks to come, this is the context that we're reading in. It's a divided kingdom now, Israel in the north, Judah in the south. There's going to be various kings, one after another. There's also going to be various prophets that share God's word. Uh, But that's the context of just about the rest of our readings, at least here in in 1st and 2nd Kings and 1st and 2nd Chronicles. So that's, that's an important account here in chapter 12 for our readers to know about and to have some background on as we read through the rest of uh, rest of these books. So, okay. Anything else you want to touch on? The effects of sin, whether it's multiple spouses like that, the effects of, of that sin of polygamy and worshiping other gods, it, it, it causes being, the result is you're led away. And here's the sin of, of Rehoboam, at least his foolishness, in not showing compassion, in trying to build himself up as king, and it backfires in his face. So I think warnings for us too. Uh, if these kings 
if the the wisest of kings can fall, uh, so can we. Be alert, follow the Lord, be in his word, be steadfast, and look to Christ, most importantly of all. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word, right? You know, that's our prayer. Uh, Take heed lest we fall too. And so I think these accounts are, are also a warning to us. And it seems like we've read this over and over again with uh, different people doing the same thing over and over and over again. And uh, as you said, it's it's uh, a description of what happened, not a prescription of what we should be doing. So it's something we could learn from with the kind of trouble these things cause in someone's lives. But as I've said many, many times, we all continue to do these things. We all continue uh, one way or another to turn away from God. Exactly. And Solomon, he's the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes. And one of the things he points out there is there's nothing new under the sun. Just like you said, Gary, you know, we've heard (laughs) these stories before, at least similar in the Old Testament. You know, again, today, it's the same kind of folly today. Uh, You know, unfortunately, there's relationships where one person in the relationship is misled or strays from the church. You know, I know that happens in uh, my own circle of friends. Someone marries somebody who might be an unbeliever, and guess what? All of a sudden, no one's going to church. <laughs> and right. and uh, it, it's those same temptations exist today. So, yeah, learn from God's Word. That's why we're in it, uh, to learn from it. And again, always, always to point us to Christ, uh, who's Solomon's Savior and our Savior, too. Right. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? I would be happy to, Gary. Uh, Lord God, uh, please do keep us steadfast in your word so that we may not be led astray by the many temptations that that exist today, too. The same temptations, many of them uh, have existed from the beginning, from that first sin of Adam and Eve. Lord, we ask that you would bless our listeners so that they would be in your word on a daily basis. And, And if it is your will, Lord, that they read along with Gary and I so that we might be engaged in the word together and able to meet here on KFUO to be able to discuss it uh, and to be able to uh, grow in Christ as pastors, as listeners, uh, and as your people. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. What are we reading next week? Yeah, so for next week, and as always, we invite our listeners to follow along. We're going to be uh, finishing up 1 Kings, so 1 Kings chapter 19 through 2 Kings chapter 5. Um, so do your best to keep track of all the kings that we're going to cover because there's a lot. It's kind of nice to have a study Bible or a resource on the Internet that lists out those kings to help keep straight who they are. Next week, maybe we'll talk a little bit about who the bad kings are and who the good kings are. And uh, I I don't want to just a spoiler alert. There's going to be more bad ones than good ones, unfortunately. (laughs) So I look forward to uh, that next week. And I appreciate you, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Gary. I appreciate you know, your time with me and the opportunity to be in God's Word together. Thanks. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.